And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. Uh, really excited to be with you today with today's episode sponsor because today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Canva. It's the place you go to collaborate and create amazing graphic designs for free. Uh, you know, you can create presentations to share an idea. You can create videos to launch your business, social posts to start a conversation with Canva. You can design pretty much anything. Discover the magic of visual communication and how Canva helps you create a lasting impact today. Visit canva.com to learn more. All right. So folks, I have to tell you how excited I am to, to have today's guest with us. Uh, I have known of this gentleman for, for a while, and I think recently we've started to connect out in the community. We've had a couple of opportunities to chat, and I'm, I'm super excited because not only is he an incredible businessman, community advocate, um, he's, he, he's a really fun guy. Not fun guy, not like, you know, a mushroom, but like fun guy. Uh, and I just really love talking to him. Like every time we talk, we just get really excited. And so I cannot wait to uh, expose you to that, dear listener. Uh, but today we have with us Craig Moore. And Craig Moore is a little bit of a double threat. He is the director of Kansas City for Venture for America. He is also the founder of Black Excellence KC. And so we're going to talk a little bit about both of those things. But first things first, Greg, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to be with us today, to chat with us, to share your expertise and your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to to be a part of this. And I was like, oh man, Lauren turned on that voice, man. I gotta get, I gotta get like that. Like yeah, you, know, you gotta have like a, you gotta have a radio voice. And my, <laughs> my husband it. calls it my phone voice, and I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> I love it. I can't I can't do it when I'm like really trying though. But yes, it's yes real. I, it's I do real. have a specific podcast voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. Cool. Thank you. For Thank you for having me. We, we, we can work on that together if you want. You have a really great voice anyway, man. It's kind of like deep and mellifluous. <laughs> I'm trying to try to get those uh, smooth hey. jazz. Vibes, you know what I mean? Jazz <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's hop right into it. And I'm going to ask you, Craig, tell us about your journey. You knew that was coming. I, I warned you. <laughs> yes, yes, no, no, it's fine. Um, no, my journey was, I like to say, uh, uh, eclectic, but in a sense, intentional at the same time. Um, so being from, you know, Wyandotte County, I went to the University of Arkansas Palm Bluff on a band scholarship uh, just because I realized that, you know, my academics was not going to be able to get me. Wait, wait, wait. I got a scholarship. I got a full. No, no, no. Time out. But what do you? What music? What uh, instruments do you play? I was a percussionist. 
Nice. Yes. Nice. yes Wait, yes. do you have like a preference on what kind of, like, is it, is it drum, symbol, so, so triangle? To, right. I mean, I was, hey, hey, give me more cowbell. I'll be your guy. But I, I, I auditioned, I auditioned on snare drum and I did not get snare drum. They were like, nope, your chops are not good enough. So I end up, I end up actually, so I was in reserves. I don't know if anybody's seen Drumline before. Uh, I love that movie. I was, I was in reserves during band camp, but like in my head, I was like, I'm getting on a drum. And so one day um, a guy was sick during band camp. He didn't show up. So his bass drum was just sitting there and I picked that joint up and started slanging and slapping as hard as I could. <laughs> and and they like, hey. like Craig just like owning it on, yes. on the oh bass drum with his radio voice, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So um yeah, like if you look back at my social media, probably on my profiles, like you'll see Craig with a bald head with glasses on, marching down the street with a huge bass drum. That's why I have back problems now. But that's I mean that's how I made my way and I've always that been is there. awesome. See, I didn't know that you were a musical dude. You are oh so multi talented, man. I, mean, I got a little show. I got a little show. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Palm Love really kind of gave me, you know, my start in just trying to create community. Um, you know, being a part of the band, it was really big. Uh, just kind of being a freshman, being a crab, basically. Uh, so always been the guy that, you know, my, my, my crab brothers and crab sisters can really lean on. And so my room was the party room. So we kicked it and then that grew into- That is crazy. not at all surprising to me. Oh my gosh. It's just, I, I have this uh, I have this juice that I use, that I create down there. And it's just basically uh, Seagram 7 <laughs> and a bunch of Tropicana and some fruit and like everybody, like they would buy, buy it by the jugs. Um, and so that, I mean, my entrepreneurship period just kind of like really kind of kicked in at that point. Um, but then, um, you know, things, you know, I realized that college, I was there for the life and not really for academia. And so I actually lost my band scholarship, just kind of being a, a F off. I don't know if I can cuss or not, but. Uh. Yeah, we, we do have the explicit warning and do not be surprised. Here, here, actually, I'll start it for you. What the fuck is up, Craig? Right, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So just being, just being a straight up fuck off and uh, just really, really not in tune with what my with what my mom thought that I was doing down there. So I came back to Kansas City, um, but I I became this rebellious spirit to where I was like, I'm not going to be, and there's no, no slight to anybody who is, but I'm like, I'm not going to be a city worker. I'm not going to be somebody who works at a grocery store. Like, I really, I want to be in some sort of leadership, like, even thinking back to when I was in uh, a kid, like we did uh, take your take your child to work day. Like, what do you guys want to be? I'm like, I'm the CEO. I don't even know what that means, but I see that he's bossing everybody around. That's gonna be Craig. So, yeah. I always I always wanted to be a leader. Um, ended up working for a uh, communicate. Uh, sorry, working for uh, an entertainer in Kansas City. His name is JY. He's now like one of the biggest producers. Uh, across the nation, um, did an internship in Las Vegas for a PR company. So I ended up working for like early Rick Ross when he was doing Triple C. Sure. And was maybe, oh, yeah. yeah I, was doing, <laughs> I was working for um, uh, Floyd Mayweather and his and his foundation. So the PR company that I that I was working for, like she really had a lane and she was like one of the first people who I knew in person who literally like started their business from like a napkin at a diner 
Um, and I just really fell in love with with what that that sense of like ownership and that sense of like grind that she instilled in me. So came at the Kansas City and really try to replicate the the same thing, but realized that Kansas City is not the entertaining city that uh, Las it's Vegas is. It's not City. quite an entertainment mecca. Like, no, I it's definitely, not. I mean, it, just, it just didn't. No, no knock to Kansas City. And, and Craig, you and I have previously talked about our mutual love of Kansas yeah. City, like how much yeah. we adore this place. But, you know, you got to be real. And yeah. it's no, we're not known for our entertainment scene. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. The historic definitely like the jazz district <laughs> so kansas city has like a deep deep history of jazz you know charlie mm-hmm. parker it, you know got his start here and and so so it's that's not to say that we don't have you know that history that's not to say that we don't have um that i guess awareness and knowledge but we're more known for barbecue and definitely. sports and definitely. you know all that stuff but uh, so so you ended up here in Kansas city and it wasn't quite the entertainment destination that you needed it to be. So where did you go? (laughs) Uh, I actually fell into the startup community. Um, I was just really kind of trans do the transferring skills before that was a term. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, um, you know, how can I help out operationally? Like my family has a big nonprofit background. So, you know, I've always had that, in my back pocket that I would help startups with. Uh, first startup that I worked with is You Hoops with Demarcus Weeks. And so <gasps> Yay! Yeah. I love Demarcus. He's amazing. Well and he spends a lot of time in like the Philippines. Yes. And, yeah. Uh you know, he, he so his startup is international. Uh, but it's interesting because it, so uh, Full Scale, which is one of the producers of Startup Hustle podcast, they have their team is is a lot of their team is located in the Philippines as well. Mm-hmm. So it was always fun for me to see Demarcus and Matt DeCourcy like hanging out in the same spots. And, right. And like that. right. That was always fun. I, mean, I, was, I, I love well, that. <laughs> it was it was so it was so great. Like. You know, I, I remember us wrecking a, a one meal cups. You know, they give us that 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 time difference. But you, when you have Craig Moore, Demarcus Weeks, and Ezzy Redwood presenting, like you oh just man, throw, you need to throw that time out the window. And so that's basically like I went through the fast track program. That was ten years this year. Wow, uh, went through the fast track program of you know yielding that that Yuhu's flag, um, and yeah, just kind of I mean that really you know, put me on my way to, you know, in a sense where I am right now. I mean, like, if you looked at my LinkedIn, you'd be like, oh, man, this dude, dude Craig didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. But honestly, I took every job as a learning opportunity, as yeah. an experience. I ended up working for Strange Music for quite some time, and I ran their national street team, um, expanded that from the 78 street teams that they had across the nation to hitting about 102 before I hit the door. And that's with five volunteers per person. Like, I, I'm I'm in the midst of building this plaque of like all the things that Craig was able to do at Strange Music. But, um, you know, just really took it as trying to be in these spaces. You know, really learning from like Travis O'Gwen is like one of the biggest like business masterminds I feel like out of Kansas City. So being able to learn from him and just really applied all those those nuances uh, into where I am today. You know. Um, you know, I've managed artists, I've managed businesses. I've always been about development and, you know, how, what does that look like for Kansas City? And so yeah, uh, to be in this position now with Black Excellence KC and, and VFA as this, this talent guy, you know, this, this guy that 
can bring in diverse talent uh, who is headstrong about cultivating and retaining diverse talent. I, I tell my fellows all the time, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find you a helpmate. I'm gonna try to find you like once you're six months here, you're automatically a Chiefs fan. You have no other choice. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. And just just super excited to kind of really just be in purpose and see everything come together. I, I love that so much. And I think you and I have something in common. Uh, and it's it's one of the things that I think, like when I think about Craig Moore, and I got to tell you, man, like when I have, I, I do have conversations about you, like out in the community, because there's alignment in what we do. We are yeah. both committed to inclusion and highlighting, you know, historically excluded uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and human beings, really. Um, but, you know, the thing that we have in common, I think, is that we are both, I, I always tell people, I am the uh, best cheerleader who has never been a cheerleader that you're ever going to meet. Like, right. we, are, we are both, like, <laughs> super excited about the brilliant things that passionate, smart, committed people can do. And we we kind of make it our mission to elevate and amplify that. Um, and it's, you know, I just, I love seeing you work in the community. Cause I'm like game recognized game. Like yeah. I respect so much what you do uh, because I know how hard it is yeah. and you always do it. Like I can't, I listeners, I can tell you right now, Craig has a giant smile on his face. <laughs> uh, pretty much every time I see him, he has a giant smile on his face and he's got so much energy. Um, but I just, you know, I just want to acknowledge and honor the fact that like the work that you do, but more importantly, who you are much respect, my friend, like, uh -huh. Thank just you. so much. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to receive these type. Of these type I know. I always get super awkward too, and people are like, "You do good work," and I'm like, "Great, thank you." Go away. This is how how high my nerves are right now, just because it's like I don't know what, <laughs> what to do with all that information. No, uh, thank you, Lauren, and, I, and I'm saying here, like, I've always watch you from afar uh and always been like i need to find time to talk to you i know you need the to do collaborative <laughs> events like, we need to like get this on um but you know i think you know the universe has time and space for everything and so just super grateful to kind of be in this in this position and be able to talk with people like you. I'm like, I feel like I'm a cool kid now. I'm on startup. Huh? You have always been a cool kid. Don't, don't <laughs> let that shit get, get in your, but I, I do have a question for you because yeah. you, you said something that was really, really interesting to me. Uh, you said a lot of things that were really interested, interesting to me, but first things first, I wanted to acknowledge, um, you know, you, you have, you, you mentioned that you always wanted to be a leader. And I do want to really quickly acknowledge the fact that uh, recently you received a pretty big honor yeah. and I'm going to ask you to tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. um, was recently added to the 2022 Next Gen Leaders, um, I don't know what you call it, list or group. Uh, yeah. Cohort the is the word that I use. Yeah. Usually. Oh, yeah. Cohort, there we go. Yes, cohort yeah. um, that, you know, uh, you know, presented by the Kansas City Business Journal. A uh, big shout out to Brian. Um, he and I have really cultivated a really good relationship over the last year or so, just trying to, you know, just provide positive stories about the communities that we serve. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, to be on this list with, you know, 25 to me, people who I look up to, like Charlie Lowe or even Chiomi, 
uh, Chioma uh, is just like, yeah. Oh my God, it's so... She's an innovator. I got super excited to see her name too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, so just so folks listening at home, if you're not in the Kansas City area, um, the Next Gen Leaders Award, it's a very prestigious award. Um, it's only awarded to 25 individuals uh, every year, and it is designated for the people who are most committed to community building and excellence and people who are really working to create lasting change, uh, positive change here in the Kansas City area. And so the fact, I mean, it's not surprising that Craig got it, but it is a huge honor. And I just wanted to take a moment to congratulate you on that. Thank you. Uh, but I'm following you though. Like you were there last year. So uh, just... Yeah. Yeah. I got it last year. And it, we, we talked when we were in pre-show prep about the fact that like neither, apparently neither Craig nor I are really good at taking compliments. And so like, it's super awkward, but I'm like, thank you. But this is so cringy. Uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, that being said, like, I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that, but I do have a question attached to it. Yes. You said that you always wanted to be a leader. You mm -hmm. have been recognized as being a fantastic leader and I'm sure next gen is ni neither the first nor the last time that's going to happen uh but what does being a leader mean to you that's what i, I want to know I, I think i think you know I'm, i've always been a to me is a an example right like you as a leader especially in the spaces that we're in uh, we want to be able to promote people and for people to be seen in a certain light uh but honestly if you're going to hold people to those um requirements or those standards you know you have to honestly exude that yourself and so yeah. uh, i've always been a a leader from the front you know and try to lead by example i'm okay with bearing it all just so that the ones behind me don't have to bear as much um and, and that's yeah. really what a lot of a lot of my my uh, work is about so yeah to me that's that's basically what a leader is uh, is, is the example of who they hope that the community would be um yeah. and the community can kind of see them to kind of you know check to make sure that they're on the right path yeah i i love that any leader who who first does like what you like by modeling behavior and modeling uh, you know, ideology, like it, to me, those are the best kind of leaders. Like what, so one of my, I guess my leadership, uh, I, beliefs or principles is, you know, I should never ask the, the people I am surrounded with to do anything that I am not first willing and able to do. Wow. And, and so, and I, and I see that in you, you know, you, not only are you, you know, out there advocating for so many people, and we're, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but you, you're an advocate. Um, but you lead by example for sure. Like that, that positivity that you bring to the table, that humility that you bring to the table that, you know, unfatigable, indefatigable, I think is the word. I can't remember the exact, like, ugh. I was an English major. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you just, you don't tire and you just do it and you roll up your sleeves and you get out there and you take action. And by doing so, and I think this is the most important piece of the puzzle to me, by doing so, you give others permission and you give others the roadmap to do yeah. it themselves. Like, this is what leadership looks like. Mm -hmm take the opportunity. Now you can do it too. I, I show you that it can be done. Now you can do it too. And so that, that has always really impressed me about thank you. So it. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> it, and it's, and I, I'm, I, my board and my wife, I, they both say the same thing. Like I'm way too transparent, but 
Like yeah. it's about it's about the failures, right? Like yeah. there's no way I don't want anyone to think to me think of me as a as a bar too high. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. no, you're gonna know that I failed along this way, um, just so that you don't reach those failures. But then also you understand like everybody's human. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's nobody who's unreachable. So yeah, no, I, I've heard that that feedback myself actually that I'm too transparent. But the fact is. If there are, you know, stakeholders and potential partners, if there are people out there who see that this is a struggle and this is a grind and don't want to work with me as a result of that, I don't want to work with those people. <laughs> we are not, we are yes. not mission aligned. Like the work that you do is really fucking hard. Yes. And we do it anyway. We show up. And, and, and so if you are the kind of person or organization that doesn't want to associate yourself with that, great. I wish I wish you all the best, but right. we are not the same kind of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, so really quickly, I do want to bust in here. And you and I had a little bit of a conversation about this on the way in. I've been very yeah, excited. Fine. No, no, uh, but we're, we're talking about the our today's episode sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Canva. Uh, time is just flying by, by the way. It I is. Just, it wow, is. Wow. No, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got to do the sponsoring. Uh, but no, I, I, I always get really excited to do sponsor reads for Canva because I actually use Canva. Yes. Uh, and I love Canva. It makes it I am not a graphic designer by any stretch but innovator puts out a lot of content and I know that black excellence does and I know that VFA does uh you know I with Canva you can design your ideas so easily they have over 500,000 free templates to inspire you they have a rich content library that helps you and your team achieve your goals put out the content that you need to communicate with your customers and your stakeholders and your community so sign up and start designing for free at canva.com definitely check it out. I'm going to give it a heavy vouch and I'm going to say, Craig, I know that you use Canva. How do you feel about Canva? I, I love Canva. Like my, my <laughs> team, my volunteer team, like we're all on one account. And so we can all jump in there whenever we want to. We can, our branded colors are already in there. And so yep. <laughs> we, we pretty much, and, and when I say the templates get used, them templates get used. So. <laughs> you just handed me like a blank sheet of paper and you were like, design something. I would be like, oh. Right. But with Canva, it's just, it's all there and you just kind of plug and play and you can put in your logo colors and your logo and like, it it just makes it so easy. It's Uh, it's the the fun part. The fun part about Canva though, is that when it's those holidays that everybody didn't realize it was a holiday. So you can see all the Canva templates. National ice cream day, you know, puppy day. Oh shit! I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I do that too. Like you'll find me like on a Saturday morning, and I'll I'll be like scrolling through social media, and it'll be like, hey, it's uh, I don't know, National Transatlantic, you know, Airplane <laughs> Day, and I'm like, cool, shit. Canva, <laughs> and you can have something designed in like five seconds. You yeah. know, it's, it's so great. So I love that. <laughs> no, I I totally get that. Uh, well, so Canva, we want to say thank you for not only sponsoring today's episode, you make this all possible, but thank you for helping me keep my sanity, uh, yes. for helping us keep our branding goals so easily within reach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 100%. And thank you, Craig Moore. Uh, folks, we're, we're talking to Craig Moore today and Craig is the director of Kansas City for Venture for America. He is also the founder of Black Excellence.
Excellence, Casey. And now I want to get down to the nitty gritty with you. And you're going to have to do a little bit more work because you're representing two organizations. Yes. But talk to us. Give us the elevator pitch for Venture for America okay. and then Black Excellence. What, what do you do, Craig? Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I, I get to play this this dual role uh, to support talent in Kansas City and with this the recruiting and the retention side. That's kind of how I like to, to, to place it. So on the recruiting side, uh, Venture for America is a nonprofit organization uh, where we support emerging cities like Kansas City, Tulsa, uh, San Antonio, um, who have very robust startup startup uh, uh, entities or startup communities. And we support them by recruiting uh you know, graduates uh, from across the nation, I mean, from HBCUs, from your Ivy Leagues, uh, even those who are like two years within their industry, uh, we recruit them to these startup communities to support, you know what I mean, a lot of these new founders. Um, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, when you're on the path, entrepreneurship is such a, a, a big thing now, you know, and so when you talk about real world learning, I think that Venture for America really puts uh, these adults in great position to learn from founders. Uh, I mean, and then there are, you know, and they are employee number five in a high growth startup, you know, and so being able to get that experience and then wrapping them around with the ecosystem like Kansas City, uh, providing them with holistic mm -hmm. services like mentorships or, um, you know, even, even as, as deep as how to get their business registered or as far as, you know, getting them ready for a, a seed funding round. Uh, VFA really supports these fellows during those two years and after those two years, uh, they become alumni. They become they can they can become uh, fellow founders themselves. Uh, get seed funding from our Evergreen Fund, and we have an accelerator program. So it's really fast tracked uh, what a founder could be. Um, yeah. and, and what I really love about it is just the community impact. You know, coming from Kansas City and you know, getting matched up with like a triple blind or a pay it or a trivi pay or novel growth. I mean, like getting getting in touch with those type of high growth companies can't can't happen unless you have that pipeline and VFA provides that. Right. Um, and so I know that was an elevator pitch. I was more like a walking up two flights. Of no, no, I, 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 love it. <laughs> I think it's really, really important to break it. VFA. So when I was with my my previous place of employment, we actually partnered with VFA um, on a on a pretty regular basis. And and one of the reasons that we did that is because we just we respected so much the opportunity to attract high achieving talent. Yeah. To our yeah. city. Um, I think, you know, for those of you who don't know, Kansas City is smack dab in the middle of the, the country. Um, <laughs> we are we are no, what's known as flyover country. There's this idea that, you know, we don't really have anything interesting going on. And as a citizen of Kansas City, I think Craig and I would tell you that Kansas City is actually a totally kick ass place to work. Right, you know, we've got arts and culture <laughs> and, you know, we've got sports and we've got, you know, just really amazing stuff happening here. And so being able to look to some of those, you know, Ivy League graduates and the high performing graduates and say, hey, come and check us out. We're going to hook you up with a really great opportunity to get to know startups, get to know the entrepreneurial ecosystem, but also get to know our city and yeah. hopefully keep those folks here yeah. when their fellowship is over. Like that's a huge opportunity to bring really, really desirable, awesome talent into our region that we might not otherwise have seen. Um, I mean, these are folks who they probably never thought of Kansas City as a growth place 
for them. And so being able to show them that here in Kansas City, you know, cost of living is low. We have a great community and we have some really awesome entrepreneurial resources in this really strong startup ecosystem. Come be a part of it. That's a huge opportunity. Yeah. So what a blessing you, yeah. you I mean, bring to Kansas a, City. I mean, a full-time job with benefits? Like, come on now. Like, yeah. like why would you? <laughs> and, and you can build your own business. So it's I love VFA. Honestly, like going through that selection process they go through is very rigorous. I don't think I would have made it if I would have made it through college uh, just because of that's how in-depth and and really intentional is about it. Like, are you a recruit that can build a plane while flying it? You know, so super yeah. excited to be a part of VFA. Uh, shout out to all of those Venture for America fellows out there. You guys are really changing the, changing the nation. Uh, but then you, uh, then I, I, we get into that retention piece with Black Excellence KC. And so, yeah. um, you know, post George Floyd, there was a sense of urgency when it comes to actually creating a community for the Black, for the black professional here in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, one of my colleagues in 2019, uh, Kiana Singh, she reached out to me. She's like, hey, I feel like we're really siloed. I would love to, you know, create a space where, you know, black professionals could come. And so we did start doing some networking events and we called it Black Excellence, you know, giving some people uh, their flowers while they're still here is, is yeah. what, what are really big. And, uh, you know, COVID hit. So those <laughs> those in-person meetups uh, yeah. really halted. Um, but then a good thing out of that is that Kiana got, you know, a a opportunity of a lifetime uh, to serve as a community director for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. So yeah. uh, at that point, she was like, hey, this is all you, bro. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, well, like, let's make it happen. Kiana, she, says, <laughs> she just got the, to sit in the, uh, didn't she just do, do the Buck O'Neill legacy seat or something like that? So, yep. I think she did. But point mm -hmm. point being, so she's an innovator and I'm very proud to call her a, a friend and a, you know, collaborator, um, mm -hmm. you know, very smart, young woman. Uh, and, and I have to tell you, like, I actually went, I don't know if you know this, I think maybe we may have like met in passing at one of those early, early, uh, black excellence, uh, happy hours. That yeah, we called. Yeah. And I remember just like walking into this room and looking around and being like, like seeing all of the people who were in the room and I knew some of them and I had heard of others and some of them I had the opportunity to meet, which was great. But I was just like, yeah, they're really living up to the name. Like, black excellence at its best. It, it is. It, it's such a standard to reach every day. And I think that's what really, you know, helped me kind of really shift gears about BXKC. Uh, you know, once, you know, I basically had to hold the, re the, 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 the steering wheel myself. Um, and so we really, so now I'm intentional about programming. And so what we've done is really build out a premium membership to, again, provide holistic support for these black professionals. We do an assessment based program uh, where we figure out what your career trajectory are, your, your career trajectory is um, along three different tracks, whether that's your professional track, uh, your civic engagement track, or just your, um, or, or entrepreneurship track. Um, and what we do is we utilize the resources that are here in Kansas City, because that's what it's about, right? It's about retention and you find yeah. your community. Uh, so we align you with those resources. And then just like you have a career advisor uh, in college, we're your career advisor in real life. Uh, nice. So we've been able to test that out lately, <laughs> uh, really targeted towards corporations now by helping their employee resource groups 
um, like Hall, Hallmark or Black and Veatch or Burns and McDonald to really just give them that added support uh, for those uh, for those retention efforts. Like fun fact or not really too fun, but Kansas City is the number two landing spot for black engineers, but we can't retain them because they don't have the the sense of community. So they leave after three years. And so uh, it's really, really intentional now to make sure that we give them that support. They get connected to the community. Um, yeah. And ultimately, they stay here and, and continue to grow Kansas City to the top 10 city that we want it to be. Yeah. Well, and, and we won't be able to do it without that community of Black professionals that you're talking about. So so I may be speaking out of turn. I do not remember the exact stat, but I remember reading somewhere that Black entrepreneurship was one of the fastest growing segments of entrepreneurship and startup activity worldwide, but in particular here in the U.S. And I think it bears mentioning that that is a truism, despite the fact that Black professionals and entrepreneurs and startups are often the most underfunded. They don't receive the resources that they need. They don't receive the mentorship that they need. Uh, and it's, it's a real travesty that that doesn't happen. So when you see achievement and you see these businesses starting, despite the obstacles, um, it, it's a really, it's a huge testament to this community uh, that that perseveres despite adversity, but let's just knock the fuck out of the adversity. Like, let's remove the barriers and not like, I mean, yay, let's, you yeah. know, give, give you your flowers for the work that you do, but can we just make it easier? Like, and I, and I want to, I want to make sure that it's known too. It's black women founders who really carried that torch, who really held that statistic up and, and black women, yeah. uh, period, you know, through, through the culture, uh, uh, uh maturity, uh, ha- has really been that, that solid point. You know, I grew up with my mom wanting to be in entrepreneurship. My wife is probably one of the strongest women that I know. Um, and so to be able to persevere is, is really owed to them and, and learning from what, from what they have had to put up with and, and ultimately accomplish. So big shout out to black women out there. But then, I mean, I agree. Like there's, I love that you just did that. Like <laughs> very selfishly, I'm like, yay, Craig. <laughs> No, I, mean, I, I wish I, I wish I had my clean. Uh, I love black women shirt on. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was uh, but uh, I mean, also too, it's just we we do things out of necessity, right? And so one thing that I realized is that you know when we're in a rush to solve a problem, we sometimes forget those small things that you know these big donors and foundations really look for, which is structure and and understanding of growth and scale and all these things and we're just like we're just trying to put food on the table we're just trying right. to find opportunities for our community and so i'm you know another just another you know piece of what black excellence is is trying to do is just early access to that information yeah. um, early access to innovation so that we can be able to have that understanding of how things are being built and we can really position ourselves i think i think i've seen um uh kira from the ebb she yeah. posted that uh, entrepreneur business basics for, oh for folks playing at home. Yes. Uh, so, she is a powerhouse, you. by the way. Oh my gosh. Expanded to St. Yes. Louis. She's yes. also an innovator, and I just have so much respect for her as a human being and what she does as a leader. Like that woman, I I just I'm like, can we make her queen? Like, is that I mean, something she, we can she's do? Like a force. And <laughs> she had she had this slide up that said uh 2058. Is that a, a deadline or a death sentence? And I mean for those of you who don't know, uh the um 
you know, the, the black wealth median is, is, is set to hit zero uh, by 2058. And, and that's a, that's a stark statistic. And it really plays into a lot of the things that the black group has to understand or overcome. And so really doing a mind shift, a perspective shift of, of what it is for economic development, yeah. uh, you know, is what's needed. And, and I'm hoping that I'm, I'm finding out now that there are other black excellence groups, like that's not really called black excellence, but they're doing the same thing that we're doing across the nation. And, and we're planning to kind of figure out best practices and share information with each other. We oh, don't that's so great. Competitors, but you know, it's a need. Everybody know that it's a need. Um, and so, yeah, just, I'm just happy to be a part of this industry and, and really making that impact here in Kansas city. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I know that you, you're doing such good work to make all of these really, really difficult things happen. Um, and, and I just, I don't think I can express to you enough how grateful I am, you know, as a, I'm a white lady, <laughs> but even I, like you, you would have to be pretty dense to not see how a rising tide lifts all boats and how, like, if we, if we all succeed, we all succeed, wow. you know? And so, so the fact that you're feeding into that is just, um, again, thank you. You know, I, I think that's really all that needs to be said. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how to receive it. So I, well, you're going to have to get used to it, man. Like, I, I know it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I know that you get your kudos all the time because they're so well-deserved, but you're going to see it happening more and harder and faster, and you're going to have to get used to it. Just suck yeah. it up. You're amazing. Um, okay, you. uh, <laughs> so one of the things that I do want to ask you, I, I want to talk, you've mentioned a couple of times throughout the course of our conversation, you've talked about talent attraction and retention and how it, it, on the surface, I, I think it's important to note that Venture for America and Black Excellence KC, like on paper, they look like two very different organizations with two very different goals, mm -hmm. but really the crux of both of them comes back to one thing. Yeah. How do we cultivate talent, attract, retain talent? How do we help people be their best for all of our benefit? Is that an accurate assessment? 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> so you you do a lot of things, but you really only do one thing, one or two mm -hmm. things, a couple things. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to talk to you about the importance of, of that you know, attraction and retention piece. You know, I know that you do a lot of good work with both of your organizations, but talk to us a little bit about that journey. Um, you know, how are you moving that needle for Kansas City? And let's face it, you know, there's a ripple effect, like the outlying communities, the world beyond. Talk about how your work uh, is moving that needle forward. I think it's, it's coming to a new understanding of what talent needs to thrive. And, and and when we talk about talent, we're talking about the talent that's going to, you know, be our future leaders. So you have you have to talk about Gen Zers, you know, and so getting to a space to where one thing that I love about this new generation is that they know who they are. They're going to be who they are authentically, whether you like it or not. And so it's, it's pretty much a, a get down or, or <laughs> a get down or lay down type type situation. And so being able to create that safe space to where they can be authentically themselves, uh, to where they can, you know, show up and 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 not be charged with a characteristic that might be different than leadership. 
Um, I think I think that that's that's the biggest that's the biggest piece. Like you have to have a sense of community. You have to see that representation wherever that you are. And that's what they're looking for. Right. Like that's one of the biggest things that I'm working with, with our talent coming in from VFA to Kansas City and our company partners. It's like the reason why that profile is built to ask, like, what is your company culture? Because these kids want to know. And if you have that field blank. They're not going to look at your job. They're not looking for it. Like these are the, this is the community that, and then they also know how much they want to be paid. Like they, they yeah, want to be. That's true. <laughs> they, I mean, wage, wage transparency is a whole nother conversation. You know, bringing that sense of community, I feel like is needed uh, because ultimately they have the bandwidth to be, to going back to like baby boomers and staying in that job for 40 years, you know, yeah. and I, but they're going to date jobs until they find that home that makes them feel comfortable, that makes them feel like they can be who they are. They have room for growth and possibly some time to do a side hustle, too. One thing I love about VFA is that they have that sense just for internally with us. as, And I have like unlimited paid time off. I never use it, but it's sure. like <laughs> to be able to say that I have that. You and, have that flexibility and oh it gives peace of mind. It gives me so much, like the pressures of the job don't feel like pressure anymore because I can literally be like, I could take tomorrow off if I really feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like being able to do those types of things, how the industry has to change and how the industry has to understand talent uh, is, is going to be better for everybody. Because if not, then we're going to stay in this great resignation that we've been talking about for the last six months for quite some time. Yeah. Well, and I find, I just think it's fascinating that we as a society, we we have found ourselves in this really, really interesting uh, time and space where employees have more power, you know, we because of the great resignation and because there are so many, the, the job market is so uh, favored toward the employee. Uh, and and I would I would go so far as to say for the first time in history it's favored toward the employee rather than the employer, uh, and that that's been a really really interesting, gratifying, and sometimes like frustrating and scary thing to watch. Yes. Uh, you know, like when you go, I mean, I, there's a gas station right by my house that they're like, "Yep, we only stay open until six p.m. now because we don't have enough staff." And I'm like, "Huh, that says something about yeah. you organizationally if you can't yeah. retain your talent. Yeah. That says something about you, and mm -hmm. and you." Need to, we're, we're in this moment of what I consider to be deep sea change. Like, mm -hmm. hopefully we don't lose that traction and momentum that favors the, the employee. Hopefully we're able to find a balance. You know, how can we maintain profitable companies while still treating our, our employees like they're human beings with lives and thoughts and feelings? And, uh, you know, it's a really interesting balance. But the fact that organizations like yours are really drilling down on that problem and trying to figure out how do we serve our talent uh, so that they stay happier longer, they don't get burnt out. They, I mean, it's it's really interesting to watch. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it just I just had a conversation that uh, it's funny how now like all these jobs that I went for that I knew I couldn't get, like I'm now working with them hand in hand. I'll tell that story one day, but I'm, <laughs> I'm working uh, with Black and Veach and, and their understanding of just like, even just remote work, you know, they gave their employees that option. They, you got three options. If you can come to work every day, uh, you can do a flex schedule where you at least come three times or you could just stay at home because they realized that production actually increased 
you know, when yeah. people were working from home. And so you have to be okay with knowing that the data is telling you to do something wrong. And you always talk about data. So you might as well follow that data and, and right. get out of the, the comfortability that you've had over, you know, the last, you know, couple of decades, you know, things are, no, things are, there is a total new normal. We're not going to go back to how things were. Um, so yeah, we just have to adjust and, and make people comfortable, make people feel seen um, and allow people to be their authentic selves, no matter what space they're in. Like I have literally stopped wearing suits. I used to wear suits all the time. <laughs> I, I no longer wear suits. And if I do wear slacks, I'm probably going to have a pair of tennis shoes on. Yep. But like, that's me being intentional. Like, you know, I, that was my code switch in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no reason to do that anymore. Or, you know, and I know there's some of us out there that are, are afraid to do so because we don't know what will happen for our jobs in the future. So, you know, I just say use it with, with tech, but when, when you don't feel comfortable in those spaces, look outside the job of how you can find your community um, and how you can really express yourself. And I, and I think that that balance will kind of come when it needs to come. For sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you this next question and then we're going to move on to the human question. But okay. um, I, I mentioned this a lot on my episodes of the show, but one of my favorite things to do is uh, ask our listeners and get their expertise. You know, we have, we talk about Craig, Craig and I, the work that we do, we talk about it in terms of ecosystem building. Mm -hmm. um, you know, entrepreneurs don't exist in a vacuum in order to be successful as a startup or a small owned business or Small business. There you go. <laughs> uh, you have to have a lot of factors at play to ensure your success. And it's things like culture and policy and finding customers and having mentorship and support. And all of these things come together to create a successful startup or small business. And so Craig and I, I think I'm going to speak for you a little bit, Craig, but Craig and I tend to think of it in at the 10,000 foot view. We tend to think of it as like the community. How, do, how does the community serve the entrepreneur? Now, yeah. Yeah. not everybody listening at home. In fact, I would say that most of our listeners at home, they're not ecosystem builders, they're entrepreneurs. And so they, their ecosystems tend to be much smaller. And, and so my, what I love to do is offer up that practical, applicable advice. Like how can we take what Craig does and turn it around so that our entrepreneurs can institute it in their lives and their work. And so I'm going to ask you to give advice to our listeners at home, something or a few somethings that tactically they can do tomorrow mm -hmm. to, to attract retain talent, make sure that they are valuing their teams, creating cultures of psychological safety. You know, what are, what are the things that you're hearing in your work from your VFA fellows and from your black professionals that you serve? What are the things that you hear that our entrepreneurs listening at home could use and in, in institute in their teams? Um, I think that first, you know, you got to give yourself a good look in the mirror, right? Um, you know, be authentic with yourself on what your views are, what your understanding is. Um, and then when you are faced with those things and understand those things, uh, create, a, to, to me, is like create a signal in your head to where when you're hearing a new perspective or you are receiving a, or you're viewing a new characteristic that you don't understand, that it's okay that that's different. You know what I'm saying? But but how how can how can I actively live 
live with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is just the acceptance of our differences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the biggest thing that we can do is, you know, so the more the most hurtful thing that we can do is uh, add bias into, you know, any of our conversations or how we view or how we approach things yeah. um, and, and understand that, you know, we all talk different languages. Even as an African-American, I have the, a new language that I can't wait for Google to come out with a translation for, but it's the African-American vernacular. And it's, it is and it's historically called slang. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the the that slang is just basically how we talk. You know, it's it, it comes it can come off aggressive, but that's because we're passionate people. So uh oh, coming up with that understanding and coming up with with exactly, you know, how you can receive those things, I think is that's probably the best advice that I can give to anybody is, you know, how come with the understanding of who you are and come with the understanding that everybody else is different. I think that's the biggest one. Um, and you'll see collisions every day. I think one yeah. of my favorite books is um, the the Medici effect, right? And that Whoa. is about intentional collisions and is the power of innovation from, you know, culinary arts from different perspectives or, you know, finding out the fastest way for truck routes by studying ants. You know, if we take that that intentional collision or those those intentional uh, 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 crossroads of different cultures, uh, and we can see that that happens in innovation and business. Like, what, what, what can we do as as that as those crossroads meet uh, as human beings? You yeah. know, so being intentional about being in the space, knowing that it's going to be awkward, knowing that you might get shut out, uh, but consistently trying and consistently uh, 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 opening up that space for others to be authentic. I think that. That's something that we all have to do um, and know that it's going to be a road that probably where we won't ourselves in this time won't yield the fruit, won't be able to get the fruit that's yielded from that, uh, but it will pave the way for future generations. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is a, a perfect and, and stunning and very true note to to close it out. You know, let, let's think about building those legacies of, of change and, yeah. and making sure that like, as we kind of ride this wave of societal and systemic uh, change and, and updating and, you know, changing the way that we think about work as human beings, that that's a really fantastic approach. And that is how we are going to build strong, authentic teams. And I, I just, I love that, uh, <laughs> that, that perspective. Uh, I'm about to ask you the human question and mm -hmm. I, you know, I, so sometimes I let the previous conversation inform the human question and I'm going to do that a little bit here. You're a music lover um, and you have been, yes. you know, it sounds like your whole life. And so I'm going to yes. ask you, Craig, what are, what are you listening to these days? Oh my God. Um, I'm actually listening to a lot of, um, john coltrane as of late just because Ooh. i can't really get with the new age rap a little bit but i have started listening to the new kendrick lamar uh, album which has been mind-blowing i realized that i need to sit down with a drink and really listen to it but like that's kind of where my mind's been is i need some smooth sounds need some yeah. jazz so i can get these creative juices flowing Oh man, I I gotta tell you, so so Coltrane is actually one of my husband's favorite artists of all time, and so I uh, I, I get my fair share of him. That is uh, 
awesome. Um, you know, so, so for the folks listening at home, John Coltrane, he is a fantastic, uh, historically recognized jazz artist, a great improv artist. Um, you know, he's just got some really fantastic stuff in his catalog. So definitely check it out. Uh, I can see that about you, Craig, like <laughs> that whole like radio voice. You got that like smooth jazz <laughs> kind of feels. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got serenaded and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to save this. Uh, and someday when Craig is president of the world, I'm going to bust this out. And just be like, hey, if y'all want to hear some smooth jazz getting thrown down by our president, here it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, well, you know, thank you so much, Craig, for, for taking the time to chat with us today. I, you and I always have fun chatting together. I just, you know, I think you're such a cool guy and I'm so glad that you were willing to share yourself with our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. So excited about everything that you're doing. Can't wait to collaborate. Yeah. Uh, and that's my idea. We just got to sit down and get it banged out. So super excited. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we, we will definitely have to do that. And speaking of collaboration, uh, you know, going back to that, that whole Canva thing, Canva is today's episode sponsor, and we'd like to say a big thank you to them. Uh, but one of the cool things about Canva, Canva makes collaboration so easy. With Canva, you can work together from wherever. Uh, if your team's remote, you can get on the same page as your team with seamless real-time collaboration. And I know I have several of our IHKC leaders on our account, and we can actually work on designs in real time. Uh, and it, it's super cool. We don't have to like email back and forth and like wait for changes to come through. We can talk and look at things as they're happening. Uh, so we're going to ask you, what are what will you design today? Uh, explore those ideas and start designing for free at canva.com. I would also invite you, uh, I don't know if you are aware of this, but we are very, very lucky around the Startup Hustle offices. Uh, we have a resident e-commerce expert. So if you are selling uh, online, particularly if you are selling on Amazon or want to sell on Amazon, keep an eye out for the episodes hosted by Andrew Morgans. He is our resident e-commerce expert. Uh, he attracts some really fantastic guests and he goes to like worldwide conferences where they talk about e-commerce best practices and ways that you can maximize your sales per potential through online revenue streams and channels. And I just highly recommend that you do that. Andrew's episodes are always super fun to listen to. So keep an eye out for those. Friends, we are so grateful that you take the time out to listen to us week after week. We love sharing the stories of entrepreneurship, the real stories of entrepreneurship with you. And we just invite you to keep on coming back. We will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>